line I heard in that song, a joy inside I can't contain. I hope we all know that experience and, and know all about that. That's the way it should be in the life of a Christian. Well, please turn in your Bibles to Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6. Colossians 2.6. It's funny the things that come to your mind when, when you're studying the Word of God and, and the, just the things you've experienced, the simple or major things you've experienced in your life. I remember, I remember several years back I, I was in the market for a weed eater and a blower. Not that they both went out at the same time, but I nursed one and drug it along as long as it would last until the, and then another went out, so it was time to go. When it rains, it pours. I need a weed eater and I need a blower. I'm on a pretty tight budget at the time, so I go in and it's pretty simple to select because I go to the most inexpensive weed eater and I go to the most inexpensive blower and, and I've got both of them in my hand. That's, that about fit my budget at the time, so, that, that's what I immediately went to. You know, I've learned in a few years that you can't afford to buy the most inexpensive thing of different things because you can't afford to replace them as much as they need to be replaced. You know, I, I, don't, I don't believe you should buy the most inexpensive shoes. I, I believe you, you pay double the price, they're going to last four times as long. I found that out to be in most cases. I've always gone to the windshield wipers department and, and the most inexpensive starts to the left and the most expensive strange things I never knew about were over here on the right. Well, I'll tell you what, one day I bought the most expensive ones and i tell you what, they were only about 25% more and they lasted twice as long and they worked a whole lot better along the way. So don't buy the cheapest of everything. That has nothing to do with the message tonight. <laughs> but, but getting back to my weed eater... Getting back to my weed eater and my blower, I'm going to the register with this little, they're almost like kid toys. They, I can't believe how, how small and, and weak they make these things. I believe my son could safely play with both of them. So I'm going to the counter and I pass by the end of this aisle and I, and I see this item featured. And it's a weed eater with a built-in blower. And the weed eater is more heavy duty, uses a thicker cord than the one I'm holding in my hand. And the blower that's built into it is more powerful than this little thing I'm holding in my hand here. And guess what? It was less expensive when you added these two little things together. It was cheaper. It was a better bargain. And I got two in one. Man, I was, a, I still have it to this day. I've, I've promoted even more, and I've gone cordless today, so I don't use that corded weed eater anymore, but I still have it, and it still works. Man, that was a good deal. I love a two-in-one deal. As we look into the text here is in the book of Colossians, as Paul is writing to the church at Colossae, now on one hand... The church is very much commended for their faith. You'll find that in the opening greetings there of chapter 1. And there is, there is a, a, a commendation on their love that is mentioned. They, they have a great love. Their faith is great. They're doing a great job on one hand. 
On the other hand, some members of the church were becoming susceptible to additional religious things, religious ideas, and religious practices to their Christianity. Such things as observance of certain days, the worshiping of angels, and if I could try to sum a lot of these things up in one word, it would be mysticism. In other words, the idea of, I understand you have Jesus, but you need a little something else. I knew of a Baptist preacher, and if, and if someone would ask this Baptist preacher to come preach to their church, he didn't care what kind of church it was. As long as he was the one preaching, he would go. So he went all over the place to all kinds of churches, and he would preach in certain churches, and people would come up to him and say, Man, you're a good preacher, but you just need it. And he said, let me tell you something, friend. When it gets better than Jesus, I'll get it. But until then, I'm going to stick with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who I am complete in. We are complete in Him. This is what Paul is writing. It's summing up the chapter 1 and chapter 2 of Colossians. You read through that. You meditate on that. And you will find that we need Jesus plus nothing. We are absolutely complete in the Lord Jesus Christ. And our focus tonight, as we fine-tune down to chapter 2, verse 6, Paul writes, first of all, at the end of verse 5, you'll see that he says something about faith in Christ. And then he says in verse 6, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, which is by faith, so walk ye in Him. When you find the word walk in the Bible, it's going to, most of the time, it's going to mean live. And that's what it means here. It's talking about the living of your daily life and the living of my life. It, this verse is teaching us that it is by faith that we are saved and it is also by faith that we live our daily lives as a Christian. We've got another two-in-one deal here. We, we, the saving of our lives and then the living of our saved lives comes by the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. Putting a little emphasis on this word faith here or in the idea of being saved and, and, and living that we are talking about, According to the text, and keeping it very specific, let's talk about faith as in the conviction of the truth in respect to man's relationship to, with God and heavenly things. You know, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 gives us our biblical definition of faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And this business of being saved, we're talking about being saved from the, and being delivered from sin and the penalties of sin. 
living our lives, well, that, that's pretty simple, this word live that we're talking about. To live, it's the practice of carrying out our everyday life. There's a lot that goes into our everyday life. Some people talk about greater struggles in our lives as we get older. We are in a day and time where many would say that our everyday life is filled with greater temptations and all kinds of greater struggles in our lives. It is God's purpose for the message that we're going to share tonight, that we would understand that the very same faith that we are saved by, it is this very thing that is going to take us through our everyday lives. It is the saving faith that we came to know the Lord Jesus in. How do we make it through our struggles of everyday life? It is something that we've already experienced for a much greater deal. And it is used for the daily life of the child of God. We live day to day by faith. Let's first look at this faith that saved us. Let's look at the idea of being saved. We are saved by faith. Why are we saved by faith? Well, I guess we could talk about a lot of things, but one thing we'll say is because works won't save us. We're saved by faith because works won't save. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8 and 9 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, not of works, It says, not of works, lest any man should boast. It is through faith that we have been saved. Titus chapter 3 and verse 5 says, It's not by works of righteousness which we have done. Salvation is not something that you and I can accomplish. No amount of work will bring or earn salvation for anyone. John the Baptist and before he was saved, he, that's, that's the best human being that you could ever, that you could ever imagine. Or, or just looking at him aside from his faith in Christ, that's as good as it gets. And he's less than the least in heaven. So there's no one that is going to be good enough to earn a salvation that takes them to heaven. No deeds whatsoever no matter how good they are, they will never overcome the sin nature. We are not saved by any work that we do. We are saved for works. We are saved for doing the work of God. We are not saved as a result of what we do in our lives. It is the blood work of of Jesus Christ on the cross at Calvary that has provided a salvation for you and I. Understand that if we say, if we thought or think or would say that there's something we can do to be good enough to get to heaven, we are insulting the precious gift that God gave to us through His Son, Jesus Christ. He is the one that said it's finished on the cross and He's talking about the work for your salvation. It is a gift that you can only receive. We do not work for it. It's only received through faith. God gave His Son, and God gave us the faith to trust in His Son that we might be saved. It's by believing that you and I are saved. We're saved by faith. Why? Well, because we cannot be saved by works. But not only that, because We're saved by faith because nothing about us is acceptable to God without faith. 
Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Nothing about us is acceptable to God without faith. It is only faith that begins our connection with God. It's not a, it's not an attendance of church and, and kind of feeling like you're settling in with this worship thing and this whole idea of acknowledging God. And next thing you know, you kind of believe you're all right. You came along, along a little bit at a time. And next thing you know, everything's great. That's, that's not how it works. There's a defining day and moment in your life when you trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. You depend on Him. And you depend on absolutely nothing else. Everything else goes out the door when you come to that blessed saving faith in the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ. Nothing about us is acceptable to God without Him. There's no way to please God without faith being born in our hearts. We are saved by faith. Why? Well, because it's the only thing that justifies you and I for salvation. In Romans chapter 4 and verse 5, it says, But to him that worketh not but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Romans chapter 5 verse 1 says, Therefore, being justified, being made right, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And there's no other way for that to happen. Praise God for the day faith personally came to your heart because that is what saved you. You have been saved by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, by faith in Him. And, and that is it. Happy day, happy day when Jesus washed our sins away. You may not remember the, the date, you may not remember the month, but there is a time, there is a moment, there was a blessed spiritual event that took place in your life when you trusted in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. What a happy day that was. An ounce of faith has done for you what no amount of good deeds or, or goodness from your life has ever or will ever produce. It's just a little bit of faith. That's all it took to take your life to Jesus for Him to save it. Faith did what no amount of works could do. Faith has made it possible for you and I to please God. Faith has made us right with God. Praise God, our sins are gone. And it came by a childlike faith that we placed in the Lord Jesus Christ, we are saved by faith. But not only that, let's look at this verse again. And we're going to see that we live by faith. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, as you've therefore received Him, so walk ye in Him. Faith not only saves us, but faith sanctifies us. In Acts chapter 15 and verse 9, it speaks of the purifying of the heart by faith. A purifying process that goes on through faith 
in the Lord Jesus Christ. All it takes is a mustard seed of faith to move mountains, Jesus said. But, but just think about just think about the fact that we can have more faith, that we can grow in faith. All we need is just a little bit of faith to go to Jesus, but it's something that we grow in. Faith is started in our lives. It doesn't end in our lives the moment we're saved. It's started in our lives. And it's something that you and I can grow stronger in. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, and this is something that we need for our everyday life, we can reduce the anxiety, the stress, the worry in our lives, the, 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 the thinking about things that haven't even come into our lives and letting us, those things consume our minds. Those things are reduced the more that we are walking by faith. The more that we are growing in faith, there is a change that takes place daily in our lives. We live by faith. Faith not only saves us, but sanctifies us. And we go before God by faith. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 12, it says that in Christ we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of Him. Not only do we have, can we go before God, Jesus requires faith in prayer. It's required. If there's anything that we're going to talk about that we do daily in our Christian lives or something that's going to be common that we all probably do in our Christian lives, that is pray. And Jesus requires that we go to Him daily in prayer by faith. He said in Matthew 21, 22, And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. What are we doing when we are not growing in faith in our Christian life? What are we missing out on when we are not becoming stronger and, and making sure that faith is applied in everything that we do in our Christian walk with the Lord? It is required that we go to Him with our requests and our petitions by faith, believing in Him. For an effective prayer life, it is going to take faith that comes to you and I, given by God, through His Word. We resist the devil by faith. Ephesians chapter 6, the armor of God, we take upon us to the shield of faith to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Don't you know that Satan always has darts coming at you every day? And, it is, and you are protected by faith in Jesus Christ. When we don't wake up with the Word of God and with prayer and growing stronger in faith, look, we have no idea what we're going to face on a daily basis. And the response that we make to whatever it is we have to face, it's going to depend, depend upon where we are in our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm so glad to know that we can grow in this faith, that it can become stronger, that we can see that it's what we desperately need every day in our lives. In everyday life, we're sanctified by this faith. In everyday life, we go before God boldly with faith. We go to God in prayer, 
through the Lord Jesus Christ by faith. We resist the devil by faith, by the, by the shield of faith that we put on in that armor of God. All by way of faith that we are to and can walk in every day to make a gigantic difference in all of our lives. The daily hills that we all have to climb. I, I hear about them from you. I know about my own in my life. We all have these things to go through. The hills we have to climb. The decisions we have to make. The temptations that we have to resist. The obstacles that we desire to overcome. The tragedies that we are facing. The disappointments that we're going to have to deal with. Where we stand in faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, it is going to make all the difference in the world in, in our demeanor, in our character, in our relations, in everything that we do in life as we go through our struggles. It's going to be by faith that these things are to become manageable. By, by living daily in faith, walking in Him by faith, this very same faith, that you and I have already experienced. The, the idea of us coming to know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, look, it was faith that led to the saving of our souls. We heard the Word of God, and God placed faith in our hearts, and, and we trusted in Jesus Christ for the, for the most gigantic thing you can ever imagine in life to be saved from all of our past sins, our present sins, and our future sins. He saved us from it all. We have believed in Him for that. And God has cleansed our lives and washed us of all of our sin. And we have become children of God. Consider, consider that day in your life when you were washed white as snow. And you probably had to go back and try to put the pieces together as, as best as you possibly could to realize that God gave you the faith to trust in Him. And you became a new creation in Christ Jesus. The, the, the sins that were, that were passed on to the entire world, that nature that was passed on to everyone, that scattered over and, and corrupted the entire human race, has been defeated in your life because you placed faith and trusted in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Your death, your hell, your grave has been defeated by Jesus Christ, and you have believed that. You, you believe nothing else will take you to heaven. You believe nothing else will get rid of that sin nature. You believe that nothing will lead you to God except for Jesus Christ. You have become grounded in that faith. Oh, what a day that salvation of your soul happened when faith began in your life. That's where the experience of faith begins. You have a, a, a settled home in heaven the moment you place faith in Jesus as Savior. But as you continue in this life, this very same faith that you placed in Him, it goes forth in our decisions every day. It goes forth to resist the temptations in our life every day. 
It goes forth and it sees the mountain of problems before us. And you keep your eyes on your God that are much greater than that mountain that you have got to climb. And you believe that He's always willing to help and He's always working for your good. This is a fuel for your everyday life growing in faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 8 and verse 32 says, He that spared not His own Son, but delivered Him up for us all, how shall He not with Him also freely give us all things? If He and He has conquered and defeated the penalty of our sins upon our lives, that death sentence, if He has abolished that and it has been crucified on the cross with Him, He did it. The sky turned dark and the rocks rent and, and He defeated it. And He was buried and the stone was rolled away and Jesus was raised from the dead. God raised Him from the dead. He says, the sacrifice of My Son is sufficient for all. Trust in Him. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You placed faith in Him for that to happen. Look what He did. Look what He did for us on the cross. Now, What we have to face on a daily basis, we are taken through. We are going through it successfully. No matter what the outcome is, we walk in the peace of God whenever we're trusting in Him for our daily obstacles, our daily issues, to wake up in the morning not knowing what we're going to face in a day, but trusting in Him by faith. It's a two-in-one deal. The faith that saved you is the very faith that is going to take you day by day through everything that you and I go through. Praise God for faith in the Lord Jesus Christ for, for just a simple way of you and I being able to see how we're going to make it. How, well, whatever tries to pile up, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. Jesus made a way for us to be able to go to heaven. He's going to make a way in our lives for everything that we are in need of. If you're here this evening, though, and, and you, don't, you don't understand, you're confused, you, the, something's, something's missing the mark in your heart and mind about a day of salvation, a lot of people skip to sanctification and, and, and you can't really do that, as in just to, just to get in church and to start going through the motions and I, I feel like I'm good and everything's all right and I can slip on a membership roll. It's, that's not what it's about. It's, it's about a day in your life. It's just like when Zacchaeus was up in that tree and Jesus said, come on down because this day salvation is coming to your house. That thief on the cross, it was the last day of his life. He was a criminal all of his life. But the mighty, the mighty saving power of God through Jesus on the cross, that, that was sufficient to save him, and it did. He said, remember me this day in paradise. And that's, that's where the thief went. And so there is a day of salvation in our lives. It happens by faith. It's not the work of your own faith. It's the faith that God gives you by the hearing of His Word,
by the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ for our sins according to the Scriptures. That is the dynamite to salvation right there. Would you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior this evening? Place your faith in Him, and that's, the, and that's where the experience of faith begins. And, and you and I, brothers and sisters, we're going to continue that. We continue it, and we apply this faith, this same faith that saved us throughout every day of our lives and everything we have to go through. We're not going to be perfect. We know that. We have concerns in life. I feel bad for people that don't have certain, certain concerns in their lives. We all have things to face, but, but we, we triumph with faith in the Lord Jesus Christ as we, as we have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord. So walk ye in Him. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Father in heaven, Lord, we come to you again this evening. Dear God, it was so good to be back in your house of worship tonight, Lord. Father, I thank you for those that have gathered together that we might sing praises to your name, that we might hear your word, Lord, and that we might grow in faith by your word. And dear God, for this precious truth that, that we can all recall, we can all recall that faith that came when we trusted in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And Father, to know that, that what you've put in us and the experience that we've had in you by faith that's how we walk through every day. For, for, the, for the most gigantic problem of our lives, we place faith in you. And for those things that maybe they're little, but maybe they're not. But they're daily in our lives, Lord. And dear God, may, may your people not struggle any more than they have to. May they continually apply this childlike faith in their lives, Lord. That you might see them through it that you might take care of them. Dear God, there are so many needs and so many things that our precious brothers and sisters are going through here. Lord, may they be filled with faith, Lord, the faith that only comes from you. And glorify yourself through everything that we have to go through. We ask these things in Jesus' name, for his sake. Amen.